into Turbo Drive Live on Sega Sonic Radio. Yes, you have. And uh, hello again, it's me, Turbo, for Turbo Drive Live on Sega Sonic Radio. And sorry I'm a little late. Um, I do have an explanation for it, obviously. With, um, obviously, it's probably not the best explanation in the world, being that you've probably heard it a million, million times. Um, basically, <clears throat> I was just on Xbox Live, as usual, you know, and I was just finishing off the, uh, what was it, a certain map pack for a certain game that 
I had achievements and I had to do them and I had to get them out of the way tonight because I didn't want to do any more so so uh, yeah <clears throat> but I will be talking about that later tonight and plus by the time I, f I was finished I had a, had about 10 minutes left to get something to eat because I didn't have any uh, I didn't get anything to eat so I've had some breakfast cereal and that's about it so far so um, I really really need to get something sorted uh, in terms of supper wise as in proper food you know so I will need to keep this edition of Tur uh, of Turbo Drive Live to a short minimum requirement time limit or something like that because I am very hungry I want to get something to eat I can't order anything because I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere and uh, which is kind of sh which is kind of crap because uh, it's like I'm about 15 miles roughly away from my nearest uh, like the the city that I uh, that I work at uh, or work in and uh, they have like all these kind of like delivery uh, like takeaways like delivery companies like Domino's and Pizza Hut and you know and whatnot and yet I am outside their limit you know which is kind of a bullshitter so I can't order myself a pizza that um because last night I had a Domino's pizza um while I was at work mainly because I had no tra I had to wait for a train that was going to be coming <coughs> Which was gonna be going at nine o'clock, so I finished. At, uh, I technically finished at half seven, so um, I was waiting for a good two hours or so. And I thought, well, I might as well order myself a pizza or something like that. To, you know, so I did, and apparently I couldn't finish it because, well, actually, it was a large pizza because I wanted to um, people who were still working at the time uh, to you know have a slice or whatnot only one of them had one slice so that left me with nine other slices or so or something whatever um, and in the end I couldn't finish it uh, mainly because a um, it was cold and uh, you know cold pizza or cold Domino's pizza anyway not really the best kind um, Uh, da, 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 da. and it was a it was a Domino's meat here, if you were wondering, and really I was just kind of like, I can't finish this off, so I I left two pizzas, uh, I left two pieces of the pizza left in the box, and I put it in the bin, and I was like, Ugh. I I now regret doing that. Now it's kind of stupid. Anyway. So I'm, I now actually fancy another pizza. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much myself. So anyway, I'm just getting myself into the IRC chat room to see what people are doing. And <clears throat> well, a odd occurrence of people in 
today or tonight. Including self chatbot. I say self because obviously many people refer to it as a person, so I'm just gonna change that. Um, Birdie MK Rolkin Spondy uh, Project Phoenix. Well, I wonder what happened to Pro uh, Project Regret or something. I don't know. Um, Red Hedgehog. I don't know why someone from the Red Hedgehog team is there. It's odd. Uh, odd. Uh, Shade, Sonic AD, Sonix, uh, Sonix, ugh, originality people. Staff, S uh, STK, uh, Tricky, and myself. And of course, I will be changing my nickname to, uh, to Bill. Yes, yes, ah. So yeah, if you got any requests for tonight's show, then uh, do drop me a line either through the IRC chat room or through my email address, which is turbo at tfmx.co.uk. <coughs> so yes, uh, and they will be played in the request section of the show. And with the show's lineup. Obviously, we've got Sonic News Rewind coming up very shortly. Then we've got uh, uh, TFI, which I will be talking about that certain map pack for that certain game, and I'm going to give you my views on it. Um, and of course, yes, Sonic Music Galore ahead, hopefully. Depending on how many people actually listen to the show and like to listen to their own Sonic music during the show while I babble on endlessly with no regrets. So anyway, I hope everyone's do having a better week than me. Uh, it's been... Quite hectic, if I do say so myself. So, yeah. <coughs> Just trying to think of a good song to play. So fucking retarded. Um, nah, here we go. Here is the uh, what was it? Angel Island Zone remix for Super Smash Bros. Brawl done by Jensen L. Uh, and then after that, we got Sonic News Rewind coming right up, up your rear end. Nah. Not really, because it would probably hurt. Unless you're Rory. 
Nah, I'm kidding. <clears throat> uh, damn, John, you're just sad and stupid, aren't you? Anyway. <clears throat> Enjoy in Zone! Remix. Blah. Blah, blah, blah. And Sonic News Rewind coming up right after that. So, see you in a bit, and take it easy. enters the room. Yes. So yes. <clears throat> Alright, well. Oh yeah, and by the way, obviously to people who actually are listening, uh it's good because apparently the what was it? Uh the OGG stream is not working for me just now. Uh which is kind of retarded actually. Uh, and also, I can't get on to MSN, uh, which is another thing that I can't do just now, which is kind of bollocks. And it's good that uh, it's good that Phil actually remembered this time, which is good, and it's all right. And the but da na na da he. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, right. Well, I better find some Sonic News, or else there's no Sonic News Rewind. Right, uh, 
Well, uh, what was it? Um, there's been a lot of Sage coverage on the Sage Stadium, uh, as many people are putting it just now. Uh, where, obviously, uh, games like Project Metallics, Metrics, or whatever, uh, is apparently the first first Sonic fan game on the Wii or PSP. Uh, being that uh, you can put it onto an SD card and you can actually play it through the uh, launcher or whatever the fuck I don't know. Frankly, I don't actually care about Sage. Uh, Sage is not something that I could would consider important. Uh, let alone fan games. I I swear I don't like fan games uh, for certain reasons. One, it's not groundbreaking. It's they're just using most of the time they're using sprites and animations from previous games and just jum jumbling uh, the levels up a bit. And two. Uh, you're tr you're playing it on a PC half of the time, and I don't like playing my games on, or or playing platform games, mind you, on a PC because it's not natural. I would like a joypad in my hands, and you know, you know, and frankly, it's just something that I just don't see any relevance to. I mean, this Sage has actually been going on for about 14 years now. Well, apparently it's Sage 14, so I'm, I'm running under the suspicion that it's been going on for 14 years now. And <clears throat> I'm just thinking to myself, why? Why has something like this been going on for as long as this? Almost as long as, uh, I don't know, fucking... Like well, four, 14 years ago, what was 14? It's a, I'm, I'm, well, actually, I'm a, actually more surprised that how the hell did they have a sage when the internet was still very brand new back in 1996 or something like that or whatever you know it's you know it it just boggles my mind half the time <clears throat> but anyway enough about sage because it gets it, it's getting enough praise as it is from other people frankly you don't need me to give negative bashing for uh, for an or, uh, organized event for people who love to go old school uh, even though me myself I would I do like the old school Sonic the Hedgehog but of course I like the official old school stuff not something that was made by someone who has the visionary backing to think that his fan game will b rejoice the fo uh, the the fans that loved the originals and whatnot. Uh no, it's nothing like that. All I see is just a wasted tribute to a series that was 10 times better on its original format, you know. <clears throat> anyway, moving on. Uh, now, this was actually uh, announced uh, on the Sat I think it was either the Saturday night or su su Sunday, yeah, Sunday night or Sunday morning or whatever. Um, on SummerSonic.com uh, website, you can actually see that Bentley Jones has officially confirmed that he will be attending 
Summer of Sonic 2009. This has got to be his second appearance at SOS, uh, which is quite cool that, that we're having two returning faces uh, uh, made official coming to SOS, being that of uh, Nigel Kitchelin and now Bentley Jones, a.k.a. Lee Brovington. And, you know, it is actually quite surprising that he was able to cram us, the Sonic community, into his schedule uh, after his groundbreaking work at in Japan with his uh, debut album in Japan uh, translation. Uh, right. Uh, right. Well, apparently, now I did see a video of this. Uh, someone trans uh, transcribed uh, Sonic CD onto the iPhone. And personally, to myself, I think, why, oh God, why would you want to do that? Seriously, I mean, I mean, I don't see a mobile phone, especially something as like the iPhone, to be a gaming utensil. I don't see it as that. I, I just see it as an overly priced phone with all these applications on it that not many people will actually use. Hell, I don't even use half of the stuff that's on my phone. I've got 3G, I've got internet, but I'm on the pay-as-you-go, and it does end up costing a bit. So I only use my phone for phoning people or texting people. That's it, you know. So really, I don't see any point in, you know, making mobile phones a gaming utensil. And Sonic CD on there just doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't. Anyway. Uh, in Japan, Sonic helps ce celebrate the Pink Panther's 45th uh, anniversary, uh, which is on, on the same week as Sonic's anniversary in Japan, which is kind of odd. Yeah, just a little odd. Um... Now this is probably something interesting. Uh, you can probably uh, you've you personally yourself can have the opportunity to chat to Mike Pollock and Jason Griffith on Yahoo tonight. Really, um, uh, like later on tonight. Now, obviously, I haven't done anything. I I frankly. I'm not actually fussed about talking to him, um, really, because half the time I don't know what to say, of course. But um, no, if you're interested, then you all all you have to do is just send in uh, send your email address or your uh, well send your Yahoo IM uh, kind of like a username or your MSN address. You know that you use for MSN um, to an email address that's in the actual news article itself, which is on the main page. You can go onto SonicStadium.org, and it's the the second article, uh, the second article, 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 whatever, uh, on 
the main page. And more sage stuff. So anyway, I'm going to stop there because that's... Don't, I don't want to cover all the sage stuff because really it's something... I mean, the only interesting thing from sage uh, is Spencer uh, Nislin or Niles in, uh, who was the US Sonic CD composer. And he was chatting at Sage in a chat room and whatnot. So, really. But no. No. I mean, Sage is not as big. I can tell you now. Sage is not as big as Summer of Sonic. Because Summer of Sonic, it's much bigger. It's much more broader. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, kicker people. It has... Sega's blessing. It has Sonic Team's blessing. That's what's good about SOS. You know, it has the blessing of the makers of the series, of the franchise. You know, so really, yeah, it's just one of those things. Just one of those things that makes SOS better than Sage. I'm telling you, you know, just yeah, just that wee bit. Anyway, uh, alright. So, anyway, that's some uh, news stories there. So, yeah, I was going on about uh, my week been bleh, but it wasn't until actually yesterday where things was just all topsy turvy. Namely because, um, apparently I can't go down the street of Inverness, uh, or the streets of Inverness, because I don't think Inverness is just one big street. Uh, and it's like, I can't go down the streets of Inverness without having to be interacted by anyone. But, uh, and usually the pe people who would actually interact with me uh, are those kind of like, um, you know, those people who are on the street, have a folder in their hand and say, oh, can I ask you a question? And it's like, uh, do you know who we are? And blah, blah, blah. And you say, do you want to donate several, several amount of pounds per month um, for an organization who eventually just doesn't, spend the money on anything pro uh, proactive and if they do it ends up being stupid anyway because of course the natural life cycle of saving people in Africa is just obviously just too short to actually save them so really no 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 and frankly here and this is going on a side note here companies who try to help children, families, whatever, in third world countries should stop. Stop indefinitely because really there's no point for prolonging the inevitable. It's like people in third world countries are there for a reason. And that reason, there, and it's to live their own lives. It's the same for us. Us human beings in, you know, society like UK, US, whatever. 
who live in the society section of the world, you know, and we are there to live, grow, learn, whatever. Whereas people who are in a rural, rural, you know, kind of like place, barren wasteland or whatever, if they're born there, they're there to just survive, not to, you know, and survive and just, you know, do whatever, whatever it, uh, it is to, whatever it is to just live their life of surviving, you know, without any help, I mean, come on people, you know, they don't want the, uh, do they actually just, you know, go up to you say, uh, go up to the people and say, please help us, or, um, if so, um, you know, really, I just don't see it anymore, I just don't see, because these organizations, these organizations who supposedly help these children, families in third world countries and whatnot, you know, from dying, poverty, starvation, you know, thirst, whatever, but yet, they've been going on for years upon years upon years, and yet the problem hasn't been solved. In fact, the problem is it keeps on growing worser and worser year by year. So really, all all these organizations who try say, oh, we want to help, aren't helping. They're just prolonging the inevitable. So really, I hate people like that. I hate people who side with organizations like that, who say, you know what? And it's like, just, you know, we try to help people, but guess what? Those organizations aren't helping. They are not helping, I swear to God. Because if they would have helped, you know, things would have been different by now. You know, it's like, they wouldn't still be pledging by now. Because if they've been doing it for like 10, 20 years, or it's getting close to 10 years or something like that, or t 15 years... Wouldn't you thought? Wouldn't you thought that uh, it would have been over by now? Wouldn't it have all been sorted? But no, they're still asking. They're still saying and blah blah blah. So really, it's not helping. It's not helping in any way, shape, or form. So really, that's how I see it. Yeah, it's like organizations who ask you to donate money for other human beings who, frankly, do not deserve it. Uh, in any way, should just go fuck themselves. Really, yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm going on the sidetrack, and I. But those are those are one people I usually bump into on the streets. Um, and now, you would expect them to be, you know, on the streets, on the busy streets, when it's like midday or something like that, or three o'clock in the, three o'clock in the afternoon or something like that, but. When, when it's like seven o'clock at night, when the working day is done, do you expect them to still be there? No. And it's like the working day is over. Why do you still hang around? Why do you not? Why do you still hang around on the streets? You know, to get these sorry buggers to sign their names away and. You know, give their money to these organizations, and 
it just begs the question that, you know, of why they want to do it. So, frankly, I just saw one of these people on the street, and I was talking to myself, like I normally do, because it's the only sanest thing I can actually do. And I just, you know, look at her, and it's like, why the fuck is she still around? And then, now here's the kicker, people. An elderly woman... A random elderly woman, I don't know how old she was, and it's like probably in her 50s or 60s, I don't know, but comes around, come, comes into my face and says, oh, so you talk to yourself as well. And I'm thinking to myself, what? Why would you say something like that? You know, and she goes on. She doesn't stop there, she just, you know, and it's like, she says that she saw another man who was talking to himself, an elderly man who talks to himself, and she was like, oh, man. And it, and it gets worse from there, people. It's, it's just, like, frankly, I should have had a camcorder when I was doing this, because frankly, it was just too funny, too eye-rousingly, uh, eyebrow-raising, uh, eye just, you know, confusing, you know, I was, I had my eyebrow raised the entire time of this woman just talking to me, all because I just talked to myself, you know, which I'm doing right now, actually, technically, from a technical standpoint, and it's like, I am talking to myself in my room, but I'm actually broadcasting my voice to other people, but, okay, maybe that doesn't count, but... Why would a random woman just notice that and just interrupt your kind of like <coughs> inner monologue or something? That's how I class it. I class my talking to myself as a inner monologue or such. Like thinking out loud, you know. But um, other than that... Uh, uh, she, it, it went from that to from me talking to myself uh, to, you know, it's like you must have brain damage or something, and I'm thinking to myself, brain damage, brain damage. You think now? Now here's here's something. Do you think? Do people think that talking to yourself is the result of brain damage? I'm sorry, but no, that's not the case. I mean, I don't know who would ever think of that, but frankly, no. Uh, if you have brain damage, you don't, you probably don't talk to yourself. You just, I don't know, probably, uh, probably not talk at all, really, if you have brain damage. I'm surprised you would be able to talk or say anything, you know. So, she goes on about, you know, and I kind of like contradict, you know, I'm trying to contradict what she's trying to say, being that she's saying, so you think I have brain damage? And she said, no. You know, so so why did she say it? I don't know. She, she totally was just out of there. And she actually admitted herself, she supposedly has brain damage herself because apparently her I don't know it 
it, I haven't a clue. She went on about... Well, actually, she actually pulled out a book uh, saying that she was like, uh, you know, she wrote this book. It's in Weatherspoons, and it's, I don't know what the title was, but it was basically a yellow book. Um, and all I can, all I can remember is like, a, a, it's based on a real story. Apparently, her real story in Venice um uh, about when she was like you know getting brainwashed and whatnot and i'm thinking and i'm standing there and i'm i am gobsmacked at what this woman is talking to me about and really i was thinking she is three spoonfuls full of absolute nut bars She's, I'm sorry, but she was like, my god, she was like the most weird and possibly, you know, distur disturbed woman I have ever seen or met in my life. And, you know, she would, she open, she would openly you know, talk to a complete stranger? I'm sorry, but even I, I was uncomfortable talking to her because here I am talking to a woman who I don't even know about, who apparently says to herself that, uh, says to herself that, uh, you know, uh, that she has brain damage and whatnot, and, and it just doesn't make any sense. She doesn't make any sense at all, and really, I'm. It's it's it was just like, whew, well over my head. This woman, this woman was well and truly over my head because she couldn't make any sense at all. I, I couldn't get any sense out of her. I don't know why she would talk to me. I don't know why she would want to contradict that, uh, contradict me talking to myself and saying saying what I'm ta uh, talking about a certain other person I I'm I don't understand why you know she would bring up the fact that her book was based on uh, based on the true story of her actually being you know brainwashed and uh, what not uh, some other crazy shit she was talking about and I'm thinking I swear to god but and of course she asked for my name I just gave her my middle name you know I didn't want to give her my full name because frankly I don't want to associate with a woman who has that much psychological problems in her because frankly I you know I've met a lot of people I've met a lot of disabled people in in my lifetime and half of the time I always say oh they're definitely worse off than me you know, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. And those are people who have, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, various other certain disorders and actual physical disabilities and whatnot. And yet, it keeps on going. You know, the 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 next one after the one that I've just said, oh, they've got it worse off than me, are even worse off than them. I'm I'm sorry, but 
this woman that I was talking to, she is probably the most messed up woman in the history of my meeting, uh, meeting of other kind of like disabled people. You know, I don't even know if she was disabled or not. It's it was hard to tell. You know, um, but personally, I think she was. But uh, but there was a very fine line between being disabled and being psychotic. Um, and she was borderlining the kind of like psychotic persona as such. Um, so really, and it didn't end there. Because when she went off and whatnot, uh, she apparently, for some reason, was getting on the train that I was getting on. And it was even worse. She actually came to my... She actually had somewhere to sit. And then she got off. Uh, she got up and went down the track and actually saw me. And said, said oh, you're that... You're the uh, person on the streets. And it's like, yes. And she said, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. You know. And frankly, giving the impression that I didn't want to talk to her because you're a fucking psycho. You know. So, yeah, she left me alone. But no, she didn't give me hassle. She gave me some hassle. Fair enough. But what's worse is that she actually gave the conductor, the ticket collector, some hassle. I don't know why, but frankly, that is just beyond stupidity for, you know. Because uh, basically it was like uh, she was witnessing the ticket collector not charging one of the passengers who is apparently who apparently works for Scott Rail you know it's just he wasn't in uh his uniform as uh, as such and it's um she just asked him a lot of questions about it all him and the ticket collector the conductor so really i felt sorry for them and what's worse is that she not only you know she 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 actually was very fidgety in fact she actually went out of her seat a couple of times you know and walk up and down the carriage you know so she's that bad you know but anyway i've talked about it too long she's gotten a, she's gotten too much airtime on this fucking show uh, so yeah. So I better get on to turbo. Uh, you know, turbo first impressions. Uh, so yeah, we're getting some Foo Fighters and some DOA. So yeah, I probably played this last week, but we're. Just somewhere but I can't remember but or most recently but anyway you gotta listen to it again because I love Food Fighters Food Fighters are awesome Dave Grosz is awesome I see uh, I see as he's awesome anyway 
But anyway, <clears throat> I'll let you ha uh, listen to this, and uh, we'll be right back with Turbo's, uh, Turbo's First Impressions, TFI Friday, on Turbo Drive Life. So, stay tuned. <laughs> You know I did it, it's over and I feel fine Nothing you can say is gonna change my mind Waited and I waited the longest night Nothing like the taste of sweet decline
Turbo's first impressions. And welcome back. It's time for Turbo's first impressions on Turbo Drive Live, only in Sega Sonic Radio. And <clears throat> this week, I don't think I need to say any more what I'm going to talk about this week. I'm going to be talking about Gears of War 2's Dark Corners expansion pack. Um, I say Dark Corners expansion pack because it's not really a map pack. It's actually it's actually a pack that has seven multiplayer maps, fair enough, but it has a deleted scene from the game's campaign. So really it's more of an expansion pack rather than a map pack. But anyway, <clears throat> let me talk about it. Dark Corners is a expansion to Gears of War 2 that has seven map multiplayer maps and a deleted scene uh, from the game's campaign, as I've just mentioned. The scene in question is when uh, Dom finds out the truth about Maria and uh, Marcus has an idea to get into Nexus. But uh, with the delete scene, however, you actually get the choice of what to do, whether or not to go in guns blazing or go in uh, stealthy as disguised as their own guards. Um, personally, I wanted to give the uh, what was it the stealth a try, and it's quite, you know regular kind of like stealth kind of like uh, parameters as long as you do not get any cl uh, if you do not go too close to an enemy they won't sniff you out you know if you keep a good distance away from them then you can do that um, what is it Of course, uh, there are achievements for the deleted scene, being that uh, one for doing the stealth mission without being detected, uh, one for doing all gu uh, guns blazing, and the last one doing a game on co-op, being that of online or offline. Uh, for the multiplayer maps, there are seven in ch uh, seven to choose from. Uh, one is a uh, is a Gears of War, you know, a uh, Gears of War original, being that of uh, War Machine, and the other one is a remake of uh, one from uh, the Windows ver, uh, the Win Games for Windows version of Gears of War, which uh, I'm not sure myself, but anyway, <clears throat> I've had a go on all maps. Both on, uh, both playing them regularly and through horde match, uh, horde mode, um, and I'm actually, I actually do like the maps. Actually, it's it's quite, it's quite a, uh, it's quite a good map setup, you know, uh, the dark corners maps. 
and they're all quite big maps. Uh, don't get me wrong, you know they're quite big in all aspects. Um, of course, with the return of War Machine, they did do a couple of changes, being that uh, they took out the Troika gun uh, out of uh, War Machine, so there's no more Troika in in the level. In fact. Of, of course, it goes uh, goes to say that uh, none of the uh, uh, multiplayer maps has a Troika gun in it. <sighs> From my recollection, anyway. But that's beside the point. Uh, what do I think about the Dark Corners pack? Well, I think it's probably the most... Possibly the best value for money pack that's out there. Being out of... It's at 1200 Microsoft points... For seven seven multiplayer maps, a deleted scene from the campaign, which is actually quite short, by the way, uh, you can get through it in a, in less than ten minutes, um, and um, what is it? And uh, trying to think. Oh yeah, and the obviously seven multiplayer maps so really for 100 uh, for 1200 it's actually not a bad deal uh, being that's the other packs like for example the combustion map pack which was which only consisted of three um, three maps uh, yeah and that was 800 Microsoft points. It was quite the price bag. But what's better, what's best than than the Dark Corners pack is that if you haven't bought any other map pack prior to uh, uh, prior to the Dark Corners, you know, um, you can actually buy what's called the All Fronts Collection. Which is all the map packs available for the game that is downloadable. So, for example, you've got the flashback map packs, which consists of five, five maps from the original Gears of War, uh, the combustible map pack, which consists of uh, three maps, so that's eight, uh, the snowblind map pack, which consists of five, uh, so that's uh, uh, 13. And then the seven from Dark Corners, which bring it brings it up to nineteen. So you can get all nineteen maps, and uh, and the deleted scene from Dark Corners as well, for only sixteen hundred Microsoft points, which is four hundred more than uh, four hundred more than uh, Dark Corners on its own. And personally, myself, I do feel like I lost a lot of money, obviously. Duh. So, which is always the case. I always lose a lot of money to these things without having to wait. Especially for, you know, DVDs, especially. Like, for example, the Negima series, uh, which is a prime example because it's a, um, it's an uh, anime series, obviously. 
Uh, I've talked about this in previous shows, and it can uh, when it first came out, it consists of uh, the series being released on uh, in on six different discs, six separate discs. So it's a six disc set, and uh, of course, you know, each disc at the time cost about like fifteen quid or something like that. And of course, when it gets to the point, obviously. They, the marketing team release a box set it ends up being that the box set is you know cheaper than buying all the discs separately which is always a pain in the backside so yeah so other than that not really no uh, so yeah anyway Dark Corners. Do I recommend it? If you, well, first of all, if you've already got Gears of War, uh, or even Gears of War 2, even, uh, and you want to, and also the Dark Corners pack does consist of new achievements. So if you're an achievement whore like myself, uh, you might as well give this a try. Uh, if you have not bought any of the other map packs prior uh, then you should get yourself the all fronts collection because that is great value for money uh, that all fronts collection and to those who don't have Gears of War 2 I just say save you up save your money up for various other games because I know that uh, the other game that was uh, another game that was released earlier this week was Marvel vs. Capcom 2 but I'm not entirely sure to buy the game and that was on Xbox Live Arcade so I'm not 100% sure whether or not to go for it it's it's I, I've got my hands in the air I don't know what to do so uh, because I was intrigued to getting the Dreamcast original but now with you know with that, I'm not 100% sure. Really, I'm not. Um, so yeah, other than that, you know, if you if you don't have Dark Corners already, go get it. If you don't have any maps from Gears of War 2, get the All Fronts Collection. If you don't have Gears of War at all, then save your money for other, uh, for something else. Really. Um, so anyway. Totally losing it. So yeah, only one music request so far, so that kind of blows. And of course, not many people in the IRC chat room talking about the show, talking about my views, talking about my fuck-ups, in all honesty, but uh, of course... It's a shame no one's actually listening to the. Uh, it's a shame that two people are actually listening to the OGG stream, and not the MP3 stream, uh, where the live show is actually being broadcasted on. So yeah. 
But no, a good healthy six listeners listening in. I say healthy, but it's just one of those things. Uh, (coughs) Well, yeah, of course, no one else requesting music except for the only person who actually emails me their request of course uh, that is the only person always something else I did give um, Wii Sports Resort a good playthrough at work and uh, you know it's starting to grow on me I mean you know I love the frisbee in Wii Sports Resort uh, there's two variations of it there's uh, the regular uh, there's a frisbee dog which you basically try to get the frisbee to the allocation point of where the dog is gonna go and uh, uh, the other one is frisbee golf obviously uh, it's like it's like Wii Golf, but only with Frisbee. So, yeah. Which is actually surprising that uh, Yahtzee... Now, I watched the Zero Punctuation review for Wii Sports Resort, and Yahtzee actually didn't have anything bad to say about the uh, the Frisbee. Although, he did not talk about, uh, talk about Frisbee Golf. So, really, it's kind of odd. But uh, other than that, he... He didn't have, like, uh, much help. You know, he didn't like the the game that often. So, really, it's his own personal opinion. And this is all based on the fact that, obviously, one person, one tosser, says that, Oh, you beat down the Wii game so much, blah, blah, blah. We're not going to want zero punctuation, blah, blah, blah. But he's a critic. He's supposed to do that. I mean... I mean, obviously, yeah, he, uh, you know, Yahtzee was totally bashing the Sonic series, mainly because, obviously, it's a franchise that needs to die or something like that, but do I care about his opinion about Sonic the Hedgehog? Not really, actually, because it's only a, it's only an opinion. It's not, an, it's not a prophecy or of any sort. It's just his opinion, you know, and his opinion isn't gonna be taken seriously, you know. Sega are not gonna listen to him and say, "Oh my God, he's right. Sonic is a dead franchise. We gotta pull now." But no, um, they won't listen. And it's the same for. Well, actually, I would actually like him to say the same thing for Mario because Mario, Mario's ten times as worse, you know, uh, with the amount of crap that he's in. You know, but at least it's uh, with uh, the Sonic titles mostly. Um, they're all action titles, not not like uh, you know what Mario does. You know where it's like uh, you know Mario Party, Paper Mario. Well, well, I don't know, but it's, it's kind of like fifty-fifty between the kind of like ratio of 
action to non-action games in both of its both of its, bleh, both of its franchises. But uh, that's just my opinion. So yeah. Uh, so anyway. Well, at least that's another person requesting music. Jake Chameleon. Hmm. Don't know that person, like. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised Phil hasn't uh, said anything yet. I think he's traumatized by the amount of shouting that I've uh, done on this show, uh, which is usually the case. Uh, Hmm. I'm sorry, Jake, but what is We Are? Um, I don't think I've ever heard of a song called We Are. You know. I mean, I've got a song called We Can, but um, that's for Sonic Heroes, and Sonic Heroes didn't have an instrumental version f uh, of their songs, songs, which is... Uh, obviously something that I haven't seen. Uh, so yeah. Damn. Oh, instrumental version of His World. Right, okay. Makes a little more sense. Uh, his World. Where life is strong. It'll be the Sol uh, Solaris uh, Battle version 2, I think. Uh. <coughs> ah! Jake, <laughs> Jake is from Australia. Yeah. Can I, 
kind of makes any, it kind of makes sense now, doesn't it? I can't believe people actually get up that early to listen to me. <laughs> uh, here we go. Two thousand. I. Should be on the third disc. Uh, here we go. Solaris Phase Two. Oh, of course it would do that because it's a because my computer's a dick. Ugh. Stupid thing. And send that to the requests as well. Well, we got a good selection of requests then. Uh. Ah, Guam. Hmm. Fair enough. Anyway. <coughs> Here is your selection of music in the requests. Uh, we have uh, the special stage, eh, special stage theme from Sonic 2. Um, then we've got Solaris Phase 2 from Sonic 06, which is technically the instrumental for uh, his world. And uh, Supersonic, uh, so uh, Supersonic Ska, uh, done by Black Omen, which is an OC remix, I believe. So, yeah. Enjoy these. I will be back very shortly uh, to wrap up the show. So, uh, enjoy these and see you on the other side.
we're back. Yes. So there you go. Those were the requests for tonight. Supposedly. <clears throat> of course. I'm trying to eat uh, some uh, some uh, crackers with some Philadelphia, uh, which I've just quickly made as another snack, uh, so I can have, because uh, I'm still quite hungry. So, uh, <clears throat> and now I have the crackers in my teeth, so that's not going to be ha handy for me when I'm talking. Um, so yeah, I think we should call the show to a close, as such. I know it's still got ten minutes left to go, but frankly, I've got nothing else set to say about, except for that I have been uh, <clears throat> going back to watching Fist of the North Star again, the original anime series, um, uh, and I'm, you know, I would actually like, uh, you know, to get a hold of the manga sometime. You know, so some reading material, but um, other than that, I'm actually more interested in finding the rest of the series, like the rest of the the original anime series, because um, uh, the box set that I have, obviously I've talked about this in past shows, that it's not even a complete box set. It's only it's only got the first chapter and some and the very smidget of the second chapter available in its discs. So, yeah, I'm kind of pissed about that. Because um, uh, the second chapter leads to a lot of promise in kind of like storytelling and telling of uh, what's, you know, what's left for Ken to do after he realizes that Yulia is dead, you know, and whatnot. Uh... So yeah, other than that, uh, it's time for me to go and possibly go on to Xbox Live and talk to people online, uh, preferably people within the Sonic community and actually, you know, actually give a crap about my existence. Um, yeah. So, for shows, if you haven't listened to any of the other shows that's on SSR, why haven't you? Uh, especially shows like uh, we got uh, on Saturday night uh, or Saturday even uh, it's like uh, you got Hypersonic's Top 10 Countdown at uh, 9pm uh, not 9pm 8pm sorry GMT UK time um and you got uh, D, uh, the DJ uh, Dan Dyer at uh, 11 p.m. Uh, UK time. Then on the Sunday you've got the the double headers mainly of uh, that of uh, the Sonic Hour with uh, Dreadnoughts and Rory Black uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, no 6 p.m. Sorry. UK time, and then following that straight after is Radio Redux with Archangel UK and his fiancée uh, Echo Hawk. Um, 
on the Monday you have uh, uh, Biafra. Is it Monday actually? Yeah, it is Monday. Biafra with uh, uh, the A AV hijack, uh, which is at 6 p.m. UK time. And on Tuesday you've got uh, the Raccoon Zone with Roy Raccoon at uh, 7 p.m. UK time, I believe. Um, and on the Wednesday you've got uh, another double header being out of uh, EC Airwaves with uh, Phil at uh, 8 p.m. and then following straight after at uh, straight after that at 9 p.m. is Earth Heart's Boombox with Good Old Earth Heart. And uh, that's it for your listening pleasure schedule. God, that sounded so fucking wrong. Uh, I'm going to leave you with a song uh, here for you tonight. And hopefully you'll like it. If not, I will kill you. I will murder you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find a good song. So go through the Sonic songs. And go through the Sonic songs. And it's bedtime. Ah, I haven't heard this one in a long time. So here you go. Here's a run and gun with uh, Mi Ra E uh, from. Uh, what was it? The Sonic. From uh, blah, 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 blah. ah, look at that. Ah, there we go. Anyway, <laughs> technical problems, people. Um, yeah, Mia uh, Rai uh, from Run and Gun, which was the second. Second ending, or is that the first ending? I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, um, here you go. Here's Run Gun with me at Rai. So, thanks very much, people. See you all next week, same time, same place, only on Sega Sonic Radio. Number one place for Sonic music. You know it is. And the survivors of ZRN. Haha. <laughs> Suckers! Anyway, enjoy, and see you next time. Ciao. Although not actual ciao, just like bye ciao, you know. Anyway, never mind. Enjoy.
Sonic Radio, the number one source for Sonic music. 